servant to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I'm your host, Dwan Benton Twyford. I'm America's most sought after real estate investor. I'm so excited that you're here in season four. It's really exciting. I'm going into my fourth year of podcasting. Gosh darn, who would have thunk, right? But God, I really love it. I gotta tell you, the more I do it, the more I love it. So cheers to you. Thanks for tuning in today. Mm. Love my tea. It's the winter. I'll have fires behind me here pretty soon. Excited to do my podcast up here in uh, December as well, because you can see, you want to see Christmas on crack? That's what this house is like. (laughs) So for the month of November, oh, first of all, hang on. I forget sometimes I'm supposed to read a uh, a review. Okay. All right. So I just print them off. Uh, okay, this one says five stars. This is very relatable. Dwan is a very smart and thoughtful host. I always learn something and come away motivated to take action around my investing wellness. Now, I really love this one. Oh, shoot, I dropped my pen. Hang on. <laughs> I would just bend right over and pick it up, but the couch is so close behind me. You see it right here? That's my couch. I don't have enough space to bend over. Um, and I'll mark them through once I do them so I don't repeat it. I like this because she said I helped motivate her to take action around her investing wellness. Betty Weiss. So thank you, Betty, for that. That is really neat. I No one has used the word investing wellness, and I, I really like that. So, all right. So we're, we're going through the five equities for the five Tuesdays in November. At the end of every show, excuse me, she's giving me the hiccups. I always uh, give us a a life equity assignment. And a lot of people will write to me and say, well, I don't understand what the life equity assignments are. And in many podcasts, I have gone through what the five, five life equities are. But I decided in November, since it's the beginning of the fourth season, I would take each Tuesday of November and go through each of the five equities in detail. So last week we talked about financial. Today we're going to talk about spiritual. And as with financial, it's not about how much you give away or how much you make or whatever. It's really about just doing good with the resources and the finances that you have. Okay, so now this week we're going to talk about spiritual. Now for me, when I think about spiritual, I think about two, a couple of things. I think about me personally being saved, having a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
And I'm very spiritual in that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that makes the Trinity of God. So God is in heaven. Jesus lived on earth as a man, died, resurrected, also in heaven. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, like right in here. That is our spirit man that's right inside of us. And the Holy Spirit kind of guides us on the things that we do. Now, also when I hear the word spiritual, I think of all these people now that go, I'm so spiritual. I pray to Mother Earth. I have uh, someone that I know that recently did a Wiccan thing. I'm so spiritual. I gave thanks to and they built this little altar and gave thanks to Mother Earth. And I was like, it's no wonder. When you tell someone that you're a Christian, they have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> because this person that I know, I thought I knew better than that. And I see this giant effort put into this giant group of people that are Wiccans. Well, the Wiccans, they also believe that they're spiritual. I know a lot of people that are Muslims. And they pray to Allah. They also believe they're very spiritual. Uh, I know people that are like, I'm just, I'm, I pray to the universe to, to send you love and light. And they consider themselves to be very spiritual. And so I can totally see why not knowing what the word spiritual means and how different people use it, why it can be so confusing to people. Oh, so many people. Online, so I'm sending you love and light. And I was like, what is that? Love and light. Oh, I'm so spiritual. I'm in tune with the universe. I manifest all these things with the universe. And I'm not making fun of you if you do that. <clears throat> but honestly, <laughs> ah, I think it just really confuses people. So when I'm talking about spiritual, I am talking about being saved. I am talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Time, my neighbors, <clears throat> all the fireplaces are lit around here and I need to close my windows up, but we don't have air conditioning. I've already committed to this position for podcasting and I saw so much smoke out there, it's making my throat hoarse. So, <clears throat> and, and, Praying in front of people and letting people know that you're so spiritual. Those are not things that are actually spiritual. So, do I know the meaning of the word spiritual? Not really. I know what I think that it means to me. So when I'm doing a life equity, I say, hey, spiritual, let's pray, let's do this, let's do that. So this is what I mean. For me personally, I believe that Jesus was the son of God, sent to earth as a human, lived on earth, died when he was 33, crucified on the cross, buried, resurrected. Thousands, like 5,000 people visibly saw him in his new resurrected body, and he ascended to heaven in front of a ton of people. So some people are like, well, Dwan, well, how can you believe that? That's like Scientology, where everyone's going to come back on a spaceship and get us. And I get that if you don't get it, that could really sound far-fetched. I mean, Scientology things like, I don't know, some spaceships coming to get everybody. Well, I could see where thinking a man died and rose 
and everyone saw him and he ascended into heaven and is coming back to get us, I could see how that sounds crazy too. Like, I, I, it's not lost on me how crazy that sounds. But the thing is, is when you're saved, you know that you're saved. Now, that doesn't necessarily make you a spiritual person as much as it makes you a godly person. So when someone says to me, I'm so spiritual, I think it's like, <laughs> ah, I know someone's going to write to me. I feel like it's like the hokey pokey. Like, oh my God, I'm so spiritual. And it's like the hokey pokey. It's like, come on now, seriously? And, and I, would, I would rather hear a person say, like, I have a relationship with Jesus. I'm spiritual in my relationship. I'm spiritual in the way that I treat and I pray for others. I'm spiritual in the way that I wish goodness and well-being worldwide. Like things like that opposed to, I'm calling down the love and the light because I'm so spiritual in the world. And so, and again, I swear to you, I'm not trying to make fun of you if that, if you believe that to be true, because you might think what I believe to be true sounds equally as insane. So I do get it. And again, it is not lost on me. How crazy it sounds. Oh yeah, there was this guy, this thing, he started the entire universe and then who knows, thousands of years into it, he sends his son to live on earth for just 33 years and it created a time, a B.C. and an A.D., before Christ and after that. And everything changed, and this person ascended into heaven, and he's going to roll back down and take people up in the rapture. Like, I get it. Sounds like a sci-fi movie, for real. But when you know, and when you're saved, and when you believe in God, and you trust it in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit lives in you, you do know the difference. You definitely know the difference. You can, whenever I pray about anything, anything at all, I always pray and I ask Jesus and God, you know, like talk to me, guide me. And I tell the Holy Spirit, like, you know, guide me on this. And I'm telling you, I can pray about something and feel this really intense clenching in my chest when the answer is no. And I can feel this amazing feeling of peace when the answer is yes. But developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit takes time. I mean, I've been back in church for 30 years. And I learn something new every day, all the time. So most of the time when I give out an assignment that's spiritual, I'm asking you to pray for five minutes or pray for somebody else or do something like that. But what I'd really like to see you do is come to know Jesus and let that spirituality take hold of you. Not the, I'm one with the earth and all the other stuff and I, I and i also completely understand that people go oh but i'm a good person i'm gonna get to heaven by all my good deeds and my answer is always the same how many good deeds do you have to do like what if you have to do 2,000 good deeds and you get hit by a bus when you only did 1100 you go to hell you didn't do enough good deeds like there's no other way to heaven than through jesus like that is the way the truth the life that's it and I understand that people that are not Christians think like, you know, I sound hokey pokey. It is like I think that people that are part of all these other things, they sound hokey pokey. So how do you know? How do you really know? Well, that's what the spiritual part, that's the praying and seeking God, like the God of Abraham, the God that created the universe, not Allah the God or Buddha or whatever 
Baal, all the pagan stuff, those are all thought to be gods too. The God, the Almighty, Lord and Savior, the God, the Jesus, the Holy Spirit. I think if you would start searching for that, I don't think I know. If you would start searching for that, you would understand what being spiritual is. And what you would find is that being spiritual isn't really about being spiritual. It's about having a relationship. And when you have that relationship, everything in your life changes. I mean, it's so fun to meet like a new Christian. New Christians are all so on fire for God. Like, oh my gosh, I just got saved. I said to Jesus, I'm a savior. I believe this and that. And woo, and they're so on fire. And then you see someone like me, and I've been 30 years in the church, and sometimes I get mad, I cuss, I slam doors, I yell at people. And it's like, well, that's not very spiritual. Well, it, it's not. That's why we're always a work in progress. Nobody is ever completely spiritual and sinless except for the one and only person, which was Jesus Christ. That's it. The rest of us were a work in progress all the time. You're never not a work in progress. You're always a work in progress. So anytime I give out a spiritual equity, it typically involves praying for or somebody or just learning how to talk to God. And like I started off and I'd be like, hey Lord, like what's up? Because I, I didn't know how to pray. If you don't know how to pray, actually, if you'll just Google it or read the Bible and just read the Lord's Prayer. That prayer was specifically written like, this is how you pray. If you don't know how to pray and you don't know how to talk to God and you haven't developed that side of yourself yet, literally the Lord's Prayer is exactly how you pray. I usually do the Lord's Prayer around Christmas time. So look back at some of my podcast titles and find the Lord's Prayer and listen to me go through it step by step by step by step and explain every single sentence and what it means. And again, when I explain things like that, this is to the best of my ability. God did not call me to be a preacher. I mean, I'm, I guess I am because I do Sundays. Um, I don't feel qualified to be a preacher of God's word, but I tell you the way I interpret things and what I think and feel and how most Christians feel about things. But again, you always have the good Christians and then you have the people that say they're Christians and they screwed someone over on a business deal. Or you have two Christians that work at the church and now they're having an affair. I can't tell you how many people. <laughs> how many people I've known over the 30 years, even pastors, that started having affairs with people within the church. It was like, that's not very Christian-like. But again, we're all a work in progress. Nobody is perfect. So when I'm talking to you and I'm giving you a spiritual equity, I really want you to search inside yourself Find out where is your spirit man. That's another word people use for the Holy Spirit, the spirit man. Where is your spirit man? Where are you at in your spiritual walk? Are you praying for other people? Are you wishing gloom and doom and death on other people because they made you mad? Or, oh, I wish that person would just die. Like, you know, I mean, I've said those things in the past. I'm certain, certainly sure many of you have as well. I mean, I have wished people bad things. But I never do that now because the Bible says to pray for your enemies. So when someone upsets me or does me wrong, I pray for them. And listen, sometimes it's like, my oh, Lord, I'm supposed to pray for my enemies. I don't really want to, but I'm going to pray for this person anyway. I'm trying to do it with a good heart. 
And so I've had a few that started off like that. <laughs> I don't think that's the, the way God means them to be because that's not praying with a good heart, but it's a start, okay? And if somebody, you know, gets some promotion that you thought you deserved and you wanted it, don't pray for them to fail. Be pray for them. Be happy that they got that because that means something better is around the corner for you. Somebody runs off with your man or your woman, they were never really yours to start with. Somebody, God says he sends good and then he sends great. So just wait for great. So when we're doing the life equity of spiritual, I am wanting you to pray two and four other people in the name of Jesus, not some, you know, one with the earth, the light and the love and, you know, none of that. And if you don't understand or you don't know, that's why I always say the truth is in the red letters. And if you get a Bible with the red letters in it, every single thing that Jesus said is in the red letters. So if you start reading just the red letters, it'll make sense and it'll come to you. And then you'll be like, oh, I get it. And then who knows? You tell other people, and then they tell other people, and then people in your family get saved, and then everyone's saved, and the next thing you know, it's like everyone like loves Jesus at the same time, and it's the coolest thing. So that is what spiritual means to me. And if you are a love and light of the world person, ah, uh, read, I challenge you, I will challenge you to read the red letters with a truly an open heart and see if you're not moved. If you do accept Jesus, let me know. I always pray for everyone that hears me to do that, which is why I say the truth is in the red letters, as I plant a seed on every single show since the first one. And when I was first deciding to do the podcast, I wanted to have some kind of a sign-off. Um, so different people, news people throughout the decades have had like a sign-off. What was the one Walter Cronkite? Like that's the way the world is today. Or I can't even remember. It's been a long time. And I hear people do these different sign-offs, and Sean Hannity says, let not your heart be troubled. That's out of the Bible. And I thought, you know what, I'd like to have some kind of a sign-off and something about the Bible that I don't know. So I literally prayed about it for six months. It was the one thing that held me back from starting my podcast until God gave me the words, the truth is in the red letters. You plant the seed, I will water it and harvest it and grow it from there. Because we are not called to save men and women, you know, people. We are not called to save people. That's Jesus's job. We're just called to plant seeds. So every single week, whether you recognize it or not, I'm planting a seed for you because I want you to know what the red letters mean. The truth is in the red letters. Okay, hit me up at dwonderful.com or at dwonderful Facebook, Instagram. And we'll be here next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Ciao. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real estate, estate dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.